The LA Clippers made it four straight wins in 18 out of their last 23 games with a big time win over the Phoenix Suns in their first game against the team that knocked them out of the playoffs just a year ago or a season ago. Paul George had a little bit something extra in his game on Wednesday night. How did the Clippers withstand the push? Let's talk about it, baby. Hottest team in the league. Locked on Clippers. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locking in. Oh, sorry. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, born and raised in L.A. And in my 19th season as a Clipper fan, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, L.A. sports, and NBA content. And I went live directly after the Suns game to give my honest reaction so I could gather my thoughts for this episode of Locked On Clippers, which is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know what you thought of the game. What did you think of Podcast Pete giving Devin Booker the business? What did you think of the fact that we got 22-plus points from James Harden, Kawhi, or Paul jo- and Paul George? What did you think of Russell Westbrook and Norman Powell's impact off the bench? What did you think of Terrence Mann having a great first quarter? What did you think of it all? Of course, no Kevin Durant, so I don't want to act too excited, but... I mean, the Suns have made a living in the last couple of years of beating our injured teams in the playoffs, so hasn't stopped their fans from boasting. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to place any kind of bet. But all right, let's get into this one. The LA Clippers against the Phoenix Suns. We win it 131 to 122 in Phoenix to make it four wins in a row, 18 out of the last 23. We're now 21 and 12 on the season. Kawhi's won his last 11 games. We are only one win away from being 500 on the road. And things are going really well. Some of the best basketball that's ever been played for this franchise right now. So enjoy it, appreciate it. We've never had three stars. I'm sorry, DeAndre Jordan, I love you, but I did never considered you a real star. This is the first time in our real history we've had three stars. Clear-cut. Consensus. I mean, if James Harden is not voted to the All-Star game, that's one thing because you've got De'Aaron Fox, John Morant. Uh, not John Morant with all the games he's missed, but SGA, De'Aaron Fox, you know, so many different guys. But if you're telling me that James Harden is not playing at an All-Star level right now, you're not watching the games. But let's talk about somebody else. The guy who was, you know, I was really looking at going into this into this game. Paul George, known as Podcast P to some others, including Devin Booker, who was discussed his little, you know, exchanging of words with Clay Thompson last season. And Clay Thompson, when he was on Podcast P, said he was a little butt hurt. He, as in Clay Thompson himself, was a little butt hurt. 
and Devin Booker tried to insinuate that Paul George was being weird by asking him questions about that on the show and whatnot. And Paul was basically like, you know, you're tripping, like we're just we're just talking. So you knew there was going to be a little bit of extra there, especially with the two times we played them in the playoffs. Of course, Paul George did not play them last year. But you know one thing that I mentioned in the episode on Wednesday? I wanted to see the Clipper players have a sort of extra juice, extra sense of pride going into this game. Even if Devin Booker's the only one remaining from 2021, even if they changed their team drastically from last season and we made a big trade that changed our team pretty drastically. We still have a lot of players left over and it's still the organization. You are playing for the name on the front, not the back. And you know what? I got every single bit of that from the players on Wednesday night, from our guys. They played like they wanted to beat the Suns up. And Paul George, I called it. Devin Booker, actually, no, I didn't call it. I said that Chemezi Metu would guard Kawhi. Grayson Allen was going to be either Paul George or Harden. It was Harden. And then Booker guarding Paul George. Paul George was guarding Beal. Terrence was guarding Booker. So it would have been really cool to see Booker and PG guard each other. But there were still some moments where Booker was or Paul George was guarding Booker, but mainly Booker guarding Paul George. And I like how he went to PG the first play of the game, and you could already see them bumping into each other, and you knew it was going to be physical. And talk about testy. ESPN, I got, and when I went live for Dime Dropper, they said the, the subscribers were saying three technicals for the Clippers to two for Phoenix, but ESPN is saying four technicals for the Clippers and two for Phoenix. There were so many texts, I couldn't even keep track of it, but it was a testy game, which I felt like the refs, by the way, were just losing control of and just teching everyone, but Paul George in this game, he was the story. I mean, he was incredible from the second he the, uh, the game tipped off, and he did it on both ends, and this is why Paul George is the second most frustrating star the Clippers have ever had. Actually, no, the most frustrating star the Clippers have ever had after or before Blake Griffin even because we know he can be like this. It's about his mindset. It really is. He was so much more efficient with his touches in this one. A lot of off-ball stuff, you know, coming off screens and getting hit right in the pocket by James Harden, working quickly off the catch. You know, he had two and ones in the first quarter and you just love this is why Paul George is so versatile why he's so valued by coaches and why he's so easy to plug in anywhere is he's so good not just with the ball in his hands but off the ball he can work quickly off the catch you can run him in so many different kinds of actions to catch the ball anywhere on the floor and make a play without holding the ball too long and you love that from PG it makes him easy to play with for a guy like Westbrook or Harden and Paul in this game he and Terrence Mann just dominated the first quarter. Just dominated. Paul George had 17 in the first. He was 6 for 8 from the field in that quarter, and he played every single second of it. 3 for 4 from the line and 2, I'm, from, I'm sorry, from the 3-point line, and 2 for 2 at the foul line. Both of those were and ones. Kawhi Leonard and James Harden each had 0 points. It was really the Paul George and Terrence Mann show. They combined for 29 points, and the Suns only scored 20. We outscored the Suns 35-20 in that first quarter, and we never looked back. They made their push in the fourth quarter. I'm going to be talking more about how they were able to make that push. 
but they got it down to seven with under a minute left, and they had it down to eight with a couple minutes left. But I love that the Clippers never let it get within two possessions. They were strong and keeping their lead the whole game, and I think a lot of that comes from the offensive talent the Clippers have. You need to get consistent stops to come back, and they just struggled to get consistent stops. When I, when I say they, I meant Phoenix, and one of those reasons is Paul George. I mean, that first quarter, he was so aggressive. Terrence Mann also Offensive rebound put back. Knocking down the open three. Hallelujah. Again, I've always said keep the faith in Terrence Mann. I know him and Clipper fans know him a lot better than people that have just gone here less than a year ago off their U-Haul trucks because their favorite player, Russell Westbrook or James Harden, just came here. Terrence Mann, I have the faith in him. It's more than one game. That's his third straight game in double figures. And again, I never stop believing in this guy. 12 points for him on Wednesday night. Five for eight from the field, two for four from three to go along with three rebounds and assists and two steals and zero turnovers. And he was guarding Devin Booker and he was doing it well. Now, one thing I was impressed by was that Ty Lue did not go drop coverage with Zoo against Book. As I said, I wanted to see how that worked given that we always do that and they have such great pull-up shooters, but we blitzed Book basically all night. We doubled him a lot, even one-on-one against Paul George at times. We doubled and we tried to make the other guys beat us. And, you know, they shot really well overall in the game from three. But it mainly came in the second half when the Suns went 12 for 20 from deep. Overall, though, they went... Both teams shot really well from three. Clippers shot 18 for 34 from three, 53%. And the Suns shot 15 for 35 from three, 43%. 43%. So... 10% better from three, you'll absolutely take that. But overall, Paul George, even though it was a more quiet second half for him, he actually only shot five shots in the second half. He was phenomenal in this game. He led the way for us with 33 points, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, and only one turnover on eight for 14 shooting, five for 10 from three, five for 10. So when you talk about our three-point shooting, it starts with our you know, top three players. James Harden, four for seven from three. Kawhi Leonard, four for six from three. Paul George, five for 10 from three. And Terrence Mann, two for four from three. So our whole starting lineup was exceptional from deep. And if you add Norman Powell off the bench into that mix with three for five, you get an insane percentage from three. PG, my favorite stat of the night for him. And he played 36 minutes and 48 seconds, by the way. So pretty hefty load for PG. His defense. Oh, I'm sorry. The best stat. 12 for 14 from the line. When Paul George is getting to the line double-digit times, that tells you he's on a different kind of time. And that's exactly what he was on. I knew that Devin Booker stuff fueled him. He wants to beat Phoenix. I love this Paul George. I love it. And his defense was so good. Help defense. He took a charge. Moving his feet. Taking the challenge of guarding Beal. So much more engaged. Ever since Kawhi has come back, his defense has been so much better. Which It shouldn't be like that, but hey, I'll take it. And coming up, going to be talking about what the Suns did to get back in the game and how we withstood the push. Going to be talking about that coming up. This episode of Locked on Clippers is brought to you by Better Help. I've benefited from therapy at times and I was really in need of someone to talk to, someone to help me get through some issues that I was having. And they don't even have to be issues for you to go to therapy. You can genuinely just need guidance, need someone to talk to. And 
on BetterHelp, we have some of the best to offer. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. All right. So let's talk even more about this one. The Clippers winning it 131 to 122 at what was formerly known as the U.S. Airways Center. Then it was Talking Stick Resort Arena. And now it's the, I don't know, God knows what stadium it's called these days. Footprint Center. There you go. (laughs) Footprint Center. Anyway, we put our foots on their necks. Actually, we didn't. It would have been a tw- if we had won by double digits, it would have been a foot on their next situation, but we won. That's all that matters to me. Now, in terms of the way they were guarding, or let's talk about the way we were guarding. Paul George on Beal, Terrence Mann on Devin Booker, Zubats blitzing, Tice was hedging the screens. We were letting the other guys shoot shots. And because they just don't have that strong of role players. We're totally okay with anyone else shooting shots. We want to get the ball out of Devin Booker's hands. But let me tell you something. They can generate really good looks all the time. And when Kevin Durant comes back, that team offensively is going to be tough to deal with. Because when they make those situ- when they when you have to blitz them in the pick and roll, obviously we're going to switch up our schemes. When you blitz them in the pick and roll, they are going to be tough customers to deal with, especially having those guys to attack in those four-on-three situations. And... Yeah, Devin Booker, he still had 35 points in this game and was doing a lot of playmaking for the Suns. Of course, they don't really have a point guard. They lost Cameron Payne. They lost Chris Paul. So he had 35 points and six assists, but he also had six turnovers on 11 for 15 shooting and five for eight from three. So I thought we did we did a pretty good job defensively on Booker, even with the 35 and his great shooting percentage. I thought we made life tough. And I think Ivica Zubac did a great job around the basket, deterring guys all night long. There were times where Bradley Beal was at the rim and he wouldn't look to shoot because Zubas was right there. And I love what I saw from him defensively and setting screens. Now, places where it got shaky. The beginning of the second quarter when Russell Westbrook and James Harden were in at the same time. Uh, it was tough. They weren't making shots. Russ took a bad three. We couldn't really defend and we were turning it over. And James Harden in the first half of the quarter, he had kind of a rough stretch. But in the second half of the quarter, he had a very good stretch. In the rough stretch, it was turn the ball over. He had three turnovers in the second quarter. And he had one step back three that was just way off. But then he started to knock down his shots. And I liked that he was taking the mid-range shot. And it was even one point of the game in the third quarter where someone ran him off the three-point line and he took a couple of dribbles in and stepped into the 18-footer, which you don't really see guys doing that much in today's NBA. But I like that James Harden's showing that he's willing to take those shots that at one point of his career when he was scoring the most points he had ever scored, he was just going threes and layups, D'Antoni Mori ball. I like this James Harden a lot better. Now, he had a good second quarter. There's no doubt about that. He started getting going, started making some good reads in the pick and roll. And Kawhi Leonard, second straight game, he also started getting going 
in that second quarter. So Kawhi and Harden were the ones that were quiet in the first. They were very active in the second. Kawhi with 12 and four rebounds in the second with on four of four shooting. And then Harden with nine points on three for five shooting in the second. Clippers led 70, 70 to 51 at the half. I mean, the offense is just looking better by the day. There's so many weapons. If your second best defender is guarding James Harden, well, then your third best defender is guarding Paul George. And James Harden is so great in the pick and roll. When he's running a pick and roll and you have Kawhi and Paul space in the floor, that helps. And then James Harden getting the third best defender in possible situations. And you got Westbrook and Norman Powell off the bench. I mean, it's tough to guard the Clippers. And that's where the Suns really struggled to make a comeback is they couldn't really get stops. They couldn't. We were swi- uh, switch hunting because we know that the Suns are going to switch one through four. We got Grayson Allen on Kawhi a lot in that second quarter, and he was just too big, too powerful. And Kawhi just continues to be incredible. He's won 11 straight games, and no one can guard him. No one can guard him. There was that one time he caught the ball at the foul line against Bates, against Bates Diop, hit him with a little pump fake. Bates Diop lunged forward. He got by him and then had a little scoop layup against the big. I think it was Bull Bull that he did it against, but it was just amazing. Uh, And while this was all going on, the refs were handing out these technical fouls like Halloween candy. It was ridiculous. But you know what was also pretty good? uh, Yeah, That was really dumb to say because the technical foul stuff wasn't good, but something that was good (laughs) was the Clipper defense in the first half at least. I thought that we did a good job at the point of attack. I thought our scheme was good, forced other guys to shoot. And if it's a Zubas, his rim protection was good. Paul George was really on his P's and Q's. Harden's contests were solid. And Westbrook, I thought he came in off the bench and gave us a nice lift defensively on the glass. You know, he's going to get to the basket. A couple of bad shots. Honestly, only one that I can think of off the top of my head, and it was one of those threes. There were other moments where it felt like he should have gotten some foul calls at the basket. But there, were all, there was also that one time where he got that interception in the first half and missed the layup. Listen, I love... Russell Westbrook, but one thing I've noticed the last couple of years, his finishing is not very great. Like, he gets to the rim whenever he wants, but his finishing is not the best. He misses a lot of layups. And back in the day when he was able to just dunk some of these, that changed things. But Russ fans, let me know if he was always kind of a guy that would miss these chippies, even in OKC. Because even though I watched him all the time, I didn't watch him all the time. You know what I mean? watched him on national TV in every playoff game. And basically all the nationally televised games the Thunder would play back in the day. But it's not the same as watching him every night as I've been able to the last three years. I did watch him a lot in Washington, but he was elevating better then. Anyway, the way th- so the, the way the Suns were kind of making a run was that they went to a switch-everything kind of unit with Bull Bull at the five. And they were starting to get stops. They were making us play a lot more 1v1. And that's the way you're going to try to slow down this Clipper team is the same way you slow down James Harden when he was playing against the Heat and the Celtics in the playoffs the last two years. you got to have good one-on-one defenders and switch everything and make us play one-on-one. The thing is now, James Harden goes back to that Brooklyn, Brooklyn role where he's like the third scorer. And that is major. Because we haven't seen him necessarily fail at that since he's become an all-star player. 
And with James Harden getting the third best defender, or if it's Paul George, I like the Clippers' odds. Now, how many teams can guard them? How many teams have three defenders to put on our guys? That's a different conversation for another day. But that's why it was hard for the Suns to fully get back in the game because it's hard to guard us. And then when we close the game with that lineup of Norm, Zoo, Paul, Kawhi, and Harden, it's tough. I like that we closed with Zoo, gave us that size, gave us that screener in the pick and roll where they couldn't really switch everything, but they were still switching everything, so it wasn't stopping them. And sometimes I think even though he's the fifth scorer there, teams are going to switch smaller guards onto zoo or guards in general we should look to post him up get him the ball on the block we should empower him he's been great in every facet really the last couple of weeks that's an easy bucket potentially he's shown the ability to hit jump hooks over centers why can't he over a shooting guard and i say that because at one point bradley beal switched on to him and Bull Bull switched on to Harden. I'm not sure if it was the possession. It was a possession we missed. It wasn't the one that Harden made that dagger three. He and Norman Powell each made big threes in the late in the fourth quarter that kind of sealed the deal. The Suns did get it down to eight after a 12-2 run in the fourth, as I said, from switching everything. And they got it down to seven with under a minute left. But then the game-sealing play, Terrence Mann, offensive rebound and pass to Norm Powell for a bucket. The Clippers did lose the fourth quarter 31-24 to and lost the third quarter 40-37. to But they ended up winning the game 131-122. to And coming up, going to be talking about the individual performances of guys, read some of their stat lines, and just talk about how stacked the Clippers are. So moral of the story, Clippers withstand the push by continuing to make shots because the Suns were really, really hot in the second half. Devin Booker had 19 in the third, but they continued to make shots. They didn't go super cold, and that's important because it allows you to set your defense. But coming up, going to be looking more at the individual performances of your Clippers. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. I've been telling people to place your bets for the Clippers to win the championship. The odds are only going to get better for the Clips to win, so you got to do it early. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, even more stuff on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Clippers winning their fourth straight, win at 131-122 in the Valley of the Sun, their first time playing against their Pacific Division rivals this season. And Kawhi Leonard had another great game. So James Harden, Chris, uh, Chris Paul, James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard all had 22-plus points. I talked about Paul George, 33 points, 7 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals. On 8-for-14 shooting, 5-for-10 from 3, and 12-for-14 from the line. But how about Kawhi Leonard with 30 points and 8 rebounds to go along with 3 dimes, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Just 2 turnovers. Well, 
I, w- I shouldn't even say just two turnovers because that's actually a little bit more than you would expect from Kawhi. On the season, he's averaging one and a half turnovers a game. So, Other than that, though, amazing. 30 points, and he did it efficiently like always. 9 for 16 from the field, 4 for 6 from 3, 8 for 8 from the line. He did play 40 minutes, so I kind of want to try to see if we can reduce that a bit. He's playing a lot of minutes. He's looked great, though, and I love it, as opposed to him playing minimal. So that's great. He looks fantastic. That looks totally fine after the injury. Then James Harden. He had another very good game, very efficient as well. 22 points, 5 rebounds, 11 assists. The double-doubles are becoming more frequent. 7 for 13 from the field, 4 for 7 from 3, and 4 for 4 from the line in 36 minutes. So he also played a lot. But that's a very solid night at the office for James Harden. Good entry passes, good passes to guys coming off screens, good passes in the pick and roll. You know, Teams have to respect his jump shot. So they go over the screen. He gets downhill, finds Zubats. Sometimes he doesn't even get the assist. It leads to the hockey assist for a Kawhi or Paul George open shot. And Zoo seems to be getting more comfortable in those short roll situations as the season progresses as well. Terrence Mann, three straight double-digit games for him. 12 points on 5-for-8 shooting and 2-for-4 from 3. And he was a plus 17, which was the highest of any Clipper. You absolutely love to see it. That sounds more like me last season when I used to always say Terrence Mann was the highest in the plus-minus and stuff like that. If it's a Zubats on the quieter side, statistically, but I thought he really affected a lot of shots. Six points, three rebounds, two assists, and two blocks for Zoo on two for four shooting. Made both of his free throws in 27 minutes. And then you had Norman Powell. We played a nine-man rotation with Norm, Coffee, Westbrook, and Tice. Norm had eight of his 13 points in the fourth. So just huge, huge shots from Norm. He continues to be spectacular in his role, and he was uber efficient as well. Five for eight from the field, three for five from three in 26 minutes. And then Russell Westbrook, you can't get enough of his energy defensively, his ability to rebound and get to the basket and find guys. Russ had six points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. He did have two turnovers, though, on two for seven shooting. He was 0 for 2 from 3, but he made both of his free throws, and the Clippers continue to shoot amazing from the line. In this game from the field, they shot 55%, 53% from 3, and 91% from the line, 29 for 32. The the misses coming from Paul George and Amir Coffey. Amir Coffey was pretty solid. He played 13 minutes, thought he played solid D, scored that layup at the end of the third when Russ got that steal and passed it to him. But, yeah, 3 points for him. In 13 minutes. And then Daniel Tice. He was decent. He's continued to give us solid minutes. And for those wondering about Mason Plumley, Mason Plumley said on Wednesday. That I have no problem. Not shaking the boat. If Daniel Tice. With the way he's playing right now. If the coach wants to stick with that. I have no issue letting him do his thing. And you cannot. How many situations are we hearing. Like this from Clipper players. Like the culture has completely changed. Ty Lu might be the player's coach that everybody said Glenn Rivers was because everyone's buying in to the Ty Lu way, whether it be James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Daniel Tice, Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum. You know, these guys are all in with what the team needs. Bones Highland. It's unbelievable. I couldn't be more thankful. We're stacked, ladies and gentlemen. We're stacked. James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard are bad enough. If Terrence Mann starts making his three, we're going to have a top three offense in this league. In this league. And we're already trending that way as well. Russell Westbrook. 
Love what he's brought. 18 minutes, which is not that much. There were times in this game where I'm like, man, we should probably have Russ out there. And we should probably have Terrence Mann out there a little more. But we won, so I can't really complain too much. But man, for Russ to just be so enthusiastic still, Brian Seaman mentioned the vibes and how he is just the king of them. He truly is. I love having Westbrook on this team. And I underestimated when I talked about the Harden trade, I really underestimated the friendship between Westbrook and these guys, particularly James Harden. That they'd, you know, the fact that they'd be willing to play with each other a third time, even though they haven't necessarily won yet together, won it all, shows that they're still boys. They want to do this. And Westbrook was willing to make that sacrifice to come off the bench for the good of the team. And man, the team has been absolutely flying since then. Uh, in this game, we, we held Bradley Beal to 7 for 20 shooting, 21 points for him. He was still effective, but holding him to 35% shooting, you'll take that all day. The Suns shot 43% from 3 and 53% from the field and 88.5% from the line. So they had their fair share of good shooting as well. But I love that we were able to withstand that. And that was with big shot making. But yeah, big win for the Clips. That's 18 out of the last 23. Four straight. We are trending in such a great direction right now. Everyone's playing at a very high level. The man that I'm most excited about is Kawhi Leonard. He's playing so well. And when he's playing at this kind of level, of course, Paul George is my player of the game in this one. I loved how well he played. This team goes how Kawhi goes. We saw that we weren't the same without him, even with those wins against Charlotte and Memphis. It's the real deal when you have Kawhi on the field. On the court. I had to make it rhyme, though. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper content. Went live after the game to give my raw reaction. And Locked On Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. The only five-day-a-week Clipper podcast. Your boy, your host, doing it all that I can. Doing all that I can, I should say. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell, and you let me know what you thought of this game. Give me all your thoughts. Let's get locked on Clippers to 5K, ladies and gentlemen. And let's do that very soon. <laughs> the age-old proverb continues, go Clippers. I want that smoke with Phoenix. I want it.